Blog Talk Radio. and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. We are live on the FF Toolbox Playoff Championship Draft. This is Red vs. Blue, and hello, everybody. Welcome to Red vs. Blue High Stakes Fantasy Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football, and as always, I'm joined by the Big Blue co-host. He wasn't here the other day, but he's here tonight from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, you had the sixth pick in the draft tonight. We are already at pick 2-5 coming up. And you went with a couple of Ravens, Ray Rice and Joe Flacco. The earliest I've seen him, but you must like the Ravens to go pretty far. Yes, I do, Scott. Uh, you know, it was just kind of a uh, gut feeling right there. Uh, once I found out that Ray Rice was going to uh, fall to me, then I went ahead with him. And, uh, you know, i, I got to just uh, – got to go with my gut instincts. And uh, I, I feel like this team can, uh, can, make, can make a – Big difference. They've shown it. They've done it before. Uh, 
and I think they'll do it again, even though they kind of uh, kind of limped in a little bit. But uh, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll beat Indy with no problem. Um, but the, the issue is going to be New England, Denver. So that's going to be an issue I, that I've got to deal with there, uh, coming up in the next couple of picks. Well, we're going to talk about it. You guys are actually blazing in this draft. These drafts usually take about 30 minutes. So we're checking these out now as we speak. It's a good crew that we have in here. Uh, <clears throat> Cubby1223, my Ditka and her Butkus team, K-Wood, Rise Guys, Green-Blooded 2, and Wazoo Crew. So it's a uh, it's a good, a good draft going on. You guys are already at 3-3. Again, the start of this draft went somewhat conventional at the number one pick. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has been a very popular pick in these drafts as the number one pick because... He's a bi-week player, or I'm sorry, a wild-card round player, excuse me. And so you could get a potential four games out of him. So I can understand why everybody's going Aaron Rodgers. Now, Mike, your pick is coming up here in just a couple. Talk us through what you're thinking about as this pick approaches. Yeah, I've already taken a uh, quarterback and a running back from the same team. So I'm pretty much uh, Baltimore heavy. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that uh, I can go a little NFC uh, direction. Uh, with a uh, AP or a uh, Frank Gore, uh, that wouldn't hurt me one bit uh, to have any one of those available. Uh, if they're not, then I might have to go a- AFC on the back side of that and uh, take a, you know, take somebody like Ridley. You know, it might seem kind of early, but uh, might go ahead and uh, take somebody like that. Just thinking uh, on, uh, you know, going against the other side. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Mike Trent is participating in a draft tonight, the FF Toolbox Fantasy Playoff Championship drafts. Ten thousand dollar grand prize, two hundred dollar entry, one in six wins six hundred dollars. And so we're going to break down the playoff because a lot of people are deciding what to do in this playoff format. Uh, all the playoff formats, you have to figure out your bracket first, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Mike is on the clock right now. He just took Frank Gore. So he's got a couple of Ravens, and he has San Francisco, uh, Frank Gore. And now he's going to come back with a 4-1 pick, and let's see what he does. Uh, The two-team approach is pretty popular here, taking Ravens and then maybe Niners, try to load up on both perhaps. Uh, That might be an option here. Or you take best player available. There's a lot of good guys still out there, Adrian Peterson, A.J. Green, Greg Jennings, Hernandez, you know, just on and on. Oh. There's a Raven, Tory Smith. So Mike is going all in for yeah, Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to yeah. put a link to the chat room here so the chat room can check it out. There you go. Yeah, a lot of podcasts going on right now. You've got uh, uh, you've got the High Stakes Fantasy Hour going on at the FFPC. You've got our podcast as a special 10 o'clock start tonight. Apologize for those listeners who like both shows. You can always check either one of ours out on the podcast. We're okay with that. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun night here. We are officially sold out. Uh, the first time we put this playoff draft contest together, we did it for fun. We wanted people to have fun and get a good have a good time doing it. That's the feedback that we're getting. People are having fun. And uh, that's what we're after. Uh, six team leagues. They don't last long. You're talking about 30, maybe 35 minutes. And you have a, a, a roster of 12 roster spots, 10 of which you can start at any time. And you may not have a full lineup. You may only have a couple of players going in wild card round. 
and maybe you'll have uh, the uh, you know those will go out, and then the next round you'll have players coming in for the bye weeks, the guys who get the buys, the the San Fran's and the Atlantas. Maybe you take the Julio Jones. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, it's it's funny uh, because my whole uh, my whole concept and my whole idea of coming into this draft was not the way it turned out, but I'm I'm very pleased. I mean, you know, I'm just kind of rolling the dice a little bit. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk on the uh, in the chat rooms of uh, FFWC and uh, and just what you guys have been doing about this playoff draft. You know, what what kind of angle do you take? And I've never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would take an angle of just rolling the dice and going with one team. I thought I would take the best player available, but. I was chatting with the chat room. We've got uh, Billy Wallace, something about football, and a guest in there right now, checking in and listening in. And then we had uh, we had a call that was not uh, that was not uh, for our league here. I've got to keep the phone lines open for the players that are in this league. I'm facilitating a league. I'm doing a podcast. A little bit of everything here. Adrian Peterson just went at four four. Minnesota's MVP, the league's MVP, Adrian Peterson at 4-4. Obviously, there's not a lot of faith in Minnesota to win that game. Mike, what's the spread on that game? Spread seven and a half. And the the, the interesting thing is, in a couple leagues, I like AP. In a, like a one from each and uh, things like that, I do yeah. like AP. But, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to bounce back in uh, Big Green Bay right now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, with Adrian Peterson, the offensive line there that totally dominates the defensive line for the Green Bay Packers every time they play. But Green Bay gets a couple of players back. They should be stronger on defense. They're definitely at home. You have to think that they are looking at all the game film, seeing what they did wrong, getting those gaps in in place on defense, and and trying to get it. Welcome, X Elwood X. Uh, that's Elwood, I believe, for Indianapolis. Andrew Luck, MVP in the chat room here. Uh, Colts, Colts, Colts. I agree with you. I would love to see Indianapolis pull the upset against Baltimore, go on to Denver uh, if Cincinnati does not win, and then pull the upset against Denver. That would be huge. Then they'd have to play the winner of the New England-Houston game, very likely. Colts have a very tough road if they want to get to the Super Bowl, uh, and then they'll have to face a very tough NFC team as well. But Indianapolis, folks, are Chuck Strong this year. I thought it was very classy of Arian Foster did you watch that game last week, Mike? Oh, yeah. Busted up through the middle, got that touchdown, and he does the uh, he pats the Chuck Strong banner a couple of times and does the bow. Very classy of him. You know, Scott, that, that that was so cool. It's not like he pounded it; he just went up and patted it. Like, uh, hey man, I just scored a touchdown, but man, you scored the real touchdown, dude. And that was that was that, that was something else. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, the Fantasy Sports Channel. We stream live on FSC.fm, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Fantasy sports coverage on the airwaves. We did a couple of noon podcasts this week. That was a lot of fun. One hour shows, just getting a feel for the drafts, and everybody just had a really good experience with this. It was very fun. And then the signups just started pouring in late, and we got to that magic number, that two hundred fifty two team mark. And we got sold out, so we were very excited to sell this thing out. And I think the contest design had a lot to do with that. The fact that you can triple up your money and get $600 uh, 
uh, for your $200 entry, I think that was a pretty wise decision because, hey, you get three teams, all you got to do is win one of them and you get your money back, plus you got your chance at the ten grand and the, and the championship prizes. So I think it was a good format. Uh, we didn't get too aggressive with it. Would we like to add more teams? Heck yeah, we would. We'd like to do that. Uh, we're just not um, allowed to do that according to the people we talk to. And so uh, I would like to add more teams. I'd like to add uh, up the money in the contest. We can't do that. So we're going to, we just announced tonight through an email that we are opening up live 100% payback leagues. On Saturday, we're opening up those 100% payback leagues. If, you, if you're interested in that, you can email me, scott at fftoolbox.com. You can get in those leagues that start at uh, 1130 and 130 Eastern. They're $200 entry, $1,000 to the winner, $200 in credit to second place, so it's a 100% payback. Then we have the High Roller League. The High Roller League is a $500 entry fee just for those high rollers that want to get in. Individual league, it's you against five others. $2,000 for first, $1,000 for second place in cash. Uh, it's, an, it's an opportunity to get in, have some fun, and put some money uh, where your mouth is if you're confident like that. Uh, we, I know we have several players like that that fit that description. Some are in the chat room right here. So anyway, Mike, uh, your team, your pick is coming up right here. Talk us through this 5-6 pick. You have a pretty good start here. Yeah, I had a pretty good start, and I was looking at a couple uh, wide receivers, and they just got snatched from me. So I'm going to have to uh, going to have to go another direction. Uh, and I, I, I really don't want to take another running back because I don't like what's on the board. Uh, so I'm going to have to go ahead and go uh, wide receiver. and uh, Rice, Flacco, Gore, and Torrey Smith. He's got Rice, Flacco, Torrey Smith, and Gore. So he's got three, well, you've got three Ravens along with Frank Gore. Bringing in Reggie Wayne for your wild card round. Okay, Reggie Wayne for the wild yeah, card just, round. Just in, case, just in case if uh, something wants to happen, if... Uh, Baltimore uh, slips, uh, slips up and uh, gets beat. So now I'm thinking about. Uh, well, if Baltimore gets beat, if Baltimore gets beat, you're out of it, buddy. You know you gotta you gotta ride. But Reggie Wayne can still have a big game in the wild card round. He can still get you some points there. So that's fine. Absolutely. And uh, the one, I would stay with. <laughs> go ahead. The one wild card that I'm going to have right here is uh, a tight end that I really love out of Cincinnati, and I'm just going to go ahead and. Grab him because uh, Houston's defense can be susceptible to that. So, uh, and I think Cincinnati has a real shot of winning that game. That's one of my biggest games on the board right now. That I think Cincinnati, uh, as far as road versus home teams, can win in these wild card games on Saturday and Sunday is Cincinnati against Houston. By the way, Henry Muto is in the chat room. Big winner at the NFFC. Congratulations, Henry, for all the success. You definitely deserve it, my man. Very happy for you, and congratulations. Had two teams at the top in the NFFC. Cashed a $100,000 top prize, cashed another significant prize in the top five there, and uh, that's a big accomplishment in those NFFC online drafts. We drafted one here on Red versus Blue, and uh, yep. it was very uh, difficult format. You're drafting really deep, and uh, it's not it's not easy. Those Those leagues are not... Are, are not easy, especially that competition at the NFFC. Very, very tough over there, Greg Ambrosius and those guys. All right, we are six rounds into this draft, and we are also going to be having another Red versus Blue draft at 11 o'clock, the special exclusive Red versus Blue draft. This league, I thought it was interesting, Mike, the second pick in this draft by Rise Guys 
was Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas is the first time I think I've seen Demarius go that high. But when you like a guy, you have to go and get him. And Demarius is arguably a top five wide receiver going into next season's drafts. I mean, you have Calvin, you have Marshall, I think, are the undisputed top two wide receivers. I don't think you can you can uh, lay claim to anybody over them. You have A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas types all kind of up there near the top. And uh, Demarius Thomas with Peyton Manning has been phenomenal, sensational. So to yep. see him go that way, it doesn't really surprise me. If you want him, you got to go get him. I'm kind of interested, though. If you liked Demarius Thomas, you obviously liked Peyton Manning. But uh, maybe he has plans for the quarterback. Let's go down and see if he did anything else. He took Eric Decker at 2-5, so he got the combo. He got Peyton's wide receivers. Comes back with Gronkowski. I like it. I like it. Steven Ridley. And then takes his dark horse sleeper quarterback, Russell Wilson. So, Four good players, phenomenal players, and then he takes Russell Wilson. So he's kind of making his bed with the Russell Wilson bandwagon. Uh, and, and, you know, hey, what can you say about that guy that hasn't been said already, Mike? This kid yeah. was doubted for his height. He was doubted uh, for his uh, basically physical attributes, not his success in college, not his abilities, but for his height, which – Seems like you know uh, you've got the you've got the quarterback uh, adage that you've got to be around that you know that Peyton Manning size you know that Andrew Luck size to be able to see over those defenders. But Russell Wilson has just done it every every week of the last six weeks. Yeah, he's done everything you can ask for, and uh, a lot of that comes from the head coach Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a nut. Let's face it. I mean, he's a crazed idiot. But the guy gets players to play for him. Uh, he surrounds himself with a fantastic uh, staff as far as offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and they, these guys get hungry. I don't care if you're 5'9 or 6'9. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it just shows that Pete Carroll is, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, he's not an NFL coach. Well, maybe sometimes in this game you don't have to be a, quote, NFL coach. All, all you have to be is a motivator because he's already shown that – he can get guys and players to believe in and buy into what he wants to do. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. These guys are absolutely flying. They are they're doing great. Uh, great job here. Already in the seventh round. Again, these drafts take about thirty minutes usually on average, and uh, not any mistakes here. If there is a mistake, we always like to pause the draft. We have a facilitator standing by in every draft, so that way, if there is a mistake at the computer or something happens. You know, 200 bucks is a lot of money. We don't want you to have a bad experience. We will pause the draft. It's not like we're going to delay these things too much because they are over in about 30 minutes. So we want you to have a good experience. If you do have a problem, you uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it taken care of. Uh, you can call up the show, and we'd be happy to help you. Uh, and we're right here uh, if you need us. So, uh, Mike, the strategies are, are, are pretty interesting. I like to see the teams that, that to see when they go for a two-team approach or a one-team approach to see what they do. And we have one here, Wazoo Crew. Very interesting to see what he's done already here. Aaron Rodgers, Dewan Harris, both Packers, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley. Five Packers and two Patriots, Danny Woodhead and Aaron Hernandez. So he's going with the two-team uh, strategy. How far he can do this, we'll have to wait and see. But the, the goal here there is obviously he's going to start his Packers. Week two, he hopes that they win. If they do win, he's going to start Packers and Patriots and see if he can't have these two teams carry them into the Super Bowl. And once they're, uh, you know, he's going to be scoring a lot of points because all of his guys are for those two teams. 
And that's what he's can't, he's counting on a Green Bay New England Super Bowl. So the two team approach can work. I know you're getting ready to go up on the clock here, Mikey. You've got six guys in. You've got three Ravens. I don't know if there's any other Ravens you could take here. Uh, you've got Frank Gore, Reggie Wayne, and Jermaine Gresham. Yeah, there's a there's a couple more Ravens I could take. And uh, as a matter of fact, I got one on top of my list that I'm thinking about taking. Uh, but I've got to start thinking about the NFC side. Uh, where do I go on the NFC? Uh, you know, I, I'm waiting on Covey. Uh, He's going to go ahead and take somebody. But uh, I've got a wide receiver that I'm looking at uh, that just kind of fits uh, fits a bill as well. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you know, I saw Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree was taking it. Three seconds here, two seconds, one. Vernon Davis taking one pick in front of you. You know, Vernon Davis is just so interesting. I, 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 is this the same? What happened to Vernon Davis? This guy had a playoff that we could not forget uh, last year, having the big catch, the big Terrell Owens moment, and then all of a sudden he just disappears off the face of the earth. I got to ask myself, you know, you're Jim Harbaugh. Is he doing this? Is Vernon Davis doing this for the team? The guy is ultra-talented. Maybe he's taking a back seat for the good of the team because the team is succeeding. It looks like Kaepernick and Crabtree have the connection going. Uh, they, are the, they are the two that are really hooking up. And maybe Crabtree is finally turning the corner. It looks like he has. And he could be a very good wide receiver if this keeps up because on, on the pace that he was going the last couple of weeks there, he would be a very he would be a top 10 wide receiver if that continued. But Vernon Davis is the discussion here. What happened to him? And is this a plan? If they're winning, I guess it doesn't really matter. Individual stats don't really matter. But I'm I'm curious to see if they now unleash the beast, you know, so to speak, with Vernon Davis in the playoffs because we saw what he did last year. And the question is, will he get it going? Will they start to utilize him in the playoffs? Because I think you have to. If you want to win, they're going to be playing very likely uh, Green Bay because no matter what happens in the Seattle-Washington game, very likely Minnesota's going to win. That will send Green Bay to San Francisco. You think if they're going to beat Green Bay, they've got to get Vernon Davis the ball. Yeah, no, no question about it. But uh, he's just kind of disappeared. So I don't know what's going to I don't know what's going to happen with him in the playoffs. But there's you know it's funny, Scott. In the playoffs, different things happen. Different players step up. Uh, for instance, there's a player on the board uh, that I'm looking at that I didn't draft, and I'm kind of waiting on to see if uh, it's going to happen. I mean, there's special players. Remember Deion Branch? I mean, they're just different players that just step up in the playoffs, and next thing you know, they're uh, you know they're all world. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We are live on the FF Toolbox Playoff Championship drafts here on Red versus Blue. We're, we're pick by pick commentary drafts coming up at eleven o'clock Eastern. That's the one, that, Scott. That's the one. You know, you were uh, looking at you were looking at Brandon Stokely. Yeah, green-blooded, too. You know, I, I was sitting there looking at this guy, and I'm going, you know what, I ought to snatch him real quick because that's the type of guy that, uh, that they go in playoffs. They're veterans, uh, and plus they got a veteran quarterback like Peyton looking at him. And so, good pick, good pick, very good pick. Yeah, uh, RG3 also went at the 8-3. It's very interesting to see people waiting on RG3 and not taking him. Obviously, the Seattle-Washington game, Sunday's late game, Seattle at Washington, you almost kind of think this is primetime television for NBC or Fox. Is it a Fox game? Yeah, it's got to be a Fox game. It's NFC. 
you would almost think that I could just see myself sitting in the living room watching the Sunday night game, and I think Seattle is the better team. I mean, they've been on an absolute roll, okay? But it almost is primed up for RG3 to be introduced to the world in the playoffs as a rookie Sunday night. It just seems kind of to me like RG. this is set up for an RG3 primetime performance. I, I, I agree with you. I think Carroll is a great coach. I think Russell Wilson has had a phenomenal season, but I something in me says the ship stops here, okay? I think it just stops here for Seattle, and I think Washington at home on a magical, you know, phenomenal RG3 performance, I think they nope. win this game, man. Nope, 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 nope. Defense is too good. Defense is too good. Uh, they're, I just feel like they're going to uh, totally dominate. Uh, they're going to shut down Morris. Like, uh, I mean, you, you got to admit this. I mean, when Morris went against Dallas, he was going against a uh, beaten down, broken down defense, and Morris had fun with him, or with Dallas. Uh, he's not going to be able to do that with Seattle. Uh, and I think Seattle's going to be able to do a lot of different packages. So I really like Seattle in this game. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I know what you're saying. Like I said, I think on paper, I think Seattle is the better team. I mean, they've obviously won five straight games at Chicago, Arizona, at Buffalo, the San Fran dominating performance in St. Louis. There's only, there's only, okay, at Chicago in overtime, I guess you could call that a big game, right? And San Francisco, that's an impressive performance. But this is the same team that lost at Miami, okay, 24 to 21. Again, it was, Thanksgiving weekend, right? It wasn't. It had. It was a long time ago. Okay, so not taking anything away from them. I'm just looking at the schedule, and just saying to myself, this is Washington, and Washington has been a very hot team in their own right. They've won seven straight games. They haven't lost since November 4th. They beat Philly, Dallas, the Giants, the Ravens, Cleveland at Cleveland at Philly and Dallas. So. You can't really take anything away from RG3 in the schedule either, you know. So I just think I just think it's set up for RG3, man. Something in me says RG3 is going to win that game. Well, you know that could be that could be right, and uh, I, I just you know it's tough. I mean it's tough all the way around. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, take another uh, take another run back. Makes me feel good. Now I'm done. Uh, but no, it's 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 tough all the way around, Scott. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Uh, RG3 at home. Uh, will they be able to stop Marshawn Lynch? I mean, will they really be able to stop Marshawn Lynch? I mean, they're not facing uh, you know they're not facing the Dallas Cowboys offense. They're not facing the duo whatever, and they're not facing Tony Romo. They're facing a formidable Seattle. Offense that can run and pass and show a bu- bunch of different schemes. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. I'm chatting here with the, the the crew here. The chat room at Red versus Blue. Red versus Blue tonight is sponsored by V Two Sigs, helping smokers move on. And that's uh, that's what we're trying to do with V Two Sigs is, is is move on to that next day, that Freedom Day, where you can set that pack down and and not uh, be a part of that world anymore. V Two Sigs, uh, check it out, pretty cool. Now, Mike, um, 
this draft is pretty interesting. Again, I was taking a look at one of the teams here, uh, Wazoo Crew. We talked about him earlier, Green Bay and New England players, and he has continued to do this the entire draft. Aaron Rodgers, Dewan Harris, Danny Woodhead, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley, Aaron Hernandez, Mason Crosby, and the Green Bay Packers. So he has locked up through nine picks the Packers and the Patriots. Now let's take a look at a couple of the other strategies that are going on. Rise guys, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, two young quarterbacks. He has a wild card round quarterback and a bye week quarterback. So in case you lose Russell Wilson, he's got him. But he also paired up Sidney Rice and the Seahawks defense. So he's got three Seahawks. Then you come and look at the rest of his team. He's got Ben Jarvis Green Ellis in the wild card round, who has a chance to beat Houston. Eric Decker, who has the bye, obviously. Demarius Thomas, we love that start. And then Rob Gronkowski, the beast, is back. Rob Gronkowski yep. for the Patriots has the bye and will very likely be facing Houston, don't you think? I mean, I know you like Cincinnati. Let's talk about that. That's the Saturday early game. Cincinnati at Houston. Houston has been limping in. Cincinnati's defense is better than I think most people give them credit for. And they have a they have a solid ground game. They have a, a, a great connection with Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, and they almost won that game last year. That was a very competitive game in the playoffs. Cincinnati's winners yeah. of seven of their last eight. There's not many hotter teams in the NFL than Cincinnati as well. That's right, Scott. And, you know, the spread on that is uh, Houston's only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over and under is 43-and-a-half, which tells me at Houston in their best place to play that uh, – you know, Vegas understands that Cincinnati's defense is legit, and Cincinnati is legit. <laughs> it's going to be a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite just for a home field advantage, and the spread's four-and-a-half. So, uh, you know, I really uh, I really give Cincinnati every chance in, in the world to win this game. I do, too. I, I, I think that Houston will pull it out in the end. They are two teams headed in opposite directions, though. Cincinnati winners of seven of eight, and I don't know what Houston has done uh, lately. They have just not been uh, – I don't know what the problem is, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because they started off so hot. And then losers yeah. of three of the last four, those were very tough games. At New England – I've got a good friend of mine, Scott. Uh, their, their defense is just not strong at all. J.J. Watts is great, but uh, other than that, they can't cover to the outside. That's why, you know, whoever took A.J. Green, I mean, good job. Yeah. It is. A, it's two teams going in opposite directions. They had a, their last couple of wins there, Jacksonville, Detroit, Tennessee, not real impressive. They go at New England and get clobbered 42-14. They go to Indy, or they they play home against Indy, and they win that game. Okay, they won that game. That was a pretty competitive game. Minnesota clobbered them 23-6, and then they go at Indy losing 28-16, and they lose that home field advantage, uh, and Denver vaults over them. It was just a, a collapse. And, you know, that home field advantage is very important in the NFL. I don't know statistically how it works out. What's the spread of that Cincinnati-Houston game? Uh, four and a half. Okay. Houston is favored by four and a half. Uh, yeah, geez. I don't know which way I would go there. I um, What's the chat room think here? Crew, what do you think? Cincinnati at Houston. Houston minus four and a half. You think Houston will cover that? I'm going to say that Cincinnati – does not win this game, but they look darn good in the loss. I think that's what that's what's going to happen for me. I'm going to play that game out, and I think Cincinnati's going to get up. I think they're going to get up on them. I think AJ Green's going to look phenomenal. I think Ben Jar. I think Andy Dalton is a great quarterback. I think they're going to look good. 
And I think at the end of the day, Andre, Foster, Schaub, and that defense, I think they're going to be too much. Daniels is there, too. Daniels is healthy now. Yeah, it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be one, either a last drive type touchdown, and maybe since Andy gets the ball back and just can't do it, something like that. But I think it's going to be a very competitive game. And I think Andy Dalton, the, the future is bright and sensey with Dalton and, and Green, obviously. I think they're just one piece away. I don't know what that piece is. I like Gresham, too. But yep. I, I think they're just one piece away. Maybe a, maybe another wide receiver. They're, they're a prolific running back away. Uh, the law firm, uh, Green Ellis, he's good. He's fit in. Uh, but they're one real solid, great running back away, and they're they're set. But unfortunately, in this draft coming up, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, you know, running backs do fall, though. Running backs do fall in, in these days, you know. So if they want to grab somebody, there'll, there'll be somebody there. It's just not somebody that you really – you don't really go crazy in the draft for running backs anymore. Ben Jarvis did not average four yards a carry this year, 3.9. You need to do better than that. Now, he 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 proved he could be a workhorse. 278 carries, had a 1,000-yard season, but that's very average. You know, like you said, a prolific running back, going to do much better than that. He's average. Uh you know, I, I just think I just think you need to, like you said, it, they're they're a piece away, something like that. But I think Houston wins that game. That sends Houston to New England, uh, regardless of what happens there, because the four or five winner will go to Denver. And let's talk about that game, Mike. It is the Ravens against the Colts, and obviously you went all in with the Ravens early. Yeah, in the- I- so I don't have to ask you who you like there. You like you like the Ravens to win that game. Yeah, uh, the spread. Right now it's seven points, uh, which you know that's a lot for a for a playoff game, uh, uh, for a wild card. For it doesn't matter wild card or playoff game. Seven points is a lot of points, and uh, yeah, I love Baltimore uh, to win this game. You know, it was so. Uh, I guess I'm playing the Ray Lewis card uh, because he played the card too. You know, it's like oh, yeah, I'm going to retire, blah blah blah, this and that, and. Uh, you know, I think a, a lot of teams going to uh, rally ar- around that, and there's going to be a lot of things that's going to uh, going to going to make th- make their things happen for that team. And Ray Rice doesn't need things to happen for him. Uh, Torrey Smith, he don't need things to happen. Joe Flacco, he's a cocky little sob. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of places. A lot of things in places that can make that team uh, be very good and uh, just carry them through uh, to the entire uh, postseason. This is Red versus Blue. We're streaming live on the Fantasy Sports Channel, and we're podcasting a pick-by-pick commentary draft tonight at 11 o'clock. Uh, we're also involved in a draft right now with Michael Trent. He decided to draft tonight at 10 and get his feet wet. You do submit your lineup in this league every single week. And you submit a partial lineup if you have to. Now, on my fantasy league, you submit a full lineup, but it doesn't mean that everybody has to be playing. So it's just very just to make sure that you have you submit your full lineup. We don't want anybody making a mistake and starting, you know, four or five wide receivers or four running backs or something like that that would mess up your roster and disqualify you. Okay. So we make it we force you to put your right lineup in regardless every week, uh, even if the quarterback is on by. You put your quarterback in. You submit your lineup every single week, and. The, the the funny thing is the strategies are just so different here. We we saw teams take two teams. We saw teams take one team. 
Uh, we've seen them take, you know, all Packers, try to do that, or all, uh, you know, that's about the only team I've seen them try to take a bunch of Packers with because people pass on those Green Bay wide receivers because you're not confident who's going to get the ball there. Aaron Rodgers spreads it around so much. But that game, I think, the consensus among everybody I've talked to, Mike, the people, and even Billy Wallace here in the chat room, he says, the only game I'm confident about is Green Bay over Minnesota. And I agree with that. I think everybody has already penciled that game in. They put Green Bay against San Fran already, and that's the only game they're sure about. Minnesota, for whatever reason, isn't getting any much respect even after that win at home with Adrian Peterson. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, Scott. Uh, you know, I totally agree with Billy. Uh, the bottom line is uh, Green Bay, they had a lot of offensive linemen, defensive linemen that didn't play that game. So, uh, you know, Green Bay, I, I mean, I, I feel totally confident in the fact that Green Bay is going to uh, beat Minnesota with no problem. I mean, out of the, out of the four out of the four games on Saturday and Sunday, that game's not the least of my worries. Uh, it's interesting. Minnesota has beaten three playoff teams. You know how many teams uh, playoff teams that Green Bay has beaten, Mike? How many? Two. Minnesota's beaten three playoff teams this year. Uh, they beat San Francisco, twenty-four to thirteen. Uh, they obviously beat Green Bay, and they beat Houston 23 Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Does that include Green Bay, Seattle in week one or two or whatever it was? i got to throw that out there. Oh, you're, you think that's a win for Green Bay? <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean I, I just had to throw that out there. Just had to. I just think it's impressive that Green that Minnesota won three 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 teams against three teams that were playoff teams. I think that's pretty impressive. Yep. I think it's worth mentioning. I, I think that everybody's writing them off a little too fast, in my opinion. I, I'm just not sure why everybody's writing off Minnesota when Green Bay, uh, look, when they get to the playoffs, except for that one magical year where they blew through it, they've been a little disappointing. They It seems like they get stuck, and they don't have a ground game to rely on. And some of these better defenses, like San Fran, potentially Seattle, uh, a couple that come to mind, and I think even Denver uh, would give them fits. I think some of those defenses out here in the in the league, I, I just I, I think for whatever reason, yeah, that was a great that was a great Green Bay team that uh, did it. Now their offense is just as prolific as it always has been in the passing game. Randall Cobb has really emerged. James Jones is there. You got four wide receivers and Finley. But where's the ground game? Dewan Harris is, is is he a starting caliber running back. We're talking about Ben Jarvis being the reason why Cincinnati's <laughs> is it ready. Where's the running game? No, it's not happening. I mean, no but, running. But they'll find a way to get it done. I mean, they always do. I mean, they're going to find uh, different schemes uh, to, to make the running game uh, prevalent. But uh, where's the running game in a lot of offenses in the NFL? Well, it's gone. Yeah, but you know you have you, you have the defense to go with it, and maybe Green Bay does have uh, they have a lot of veterans on defense. We'll see if Woodson and those guys, uh, you know, <clears throat> can make a difference. Uh, let's move on to the game. Uh, like I said, uh, Seattle at Washington, the Sunday late game. This is a game that pro- you you have your defense in Seattle. You have Marshawn Lynch, one of the best running backs in the league, and arguably look. One of the most underrated backs going into this season. I think everybody, for whatever reason, they they didn't give Marshawn Lynch a lot of credit. And he fell in a lot of drafts. 
and, and I think at the end of the day, seeing what Marshawn Lynch has done, he should be in the discussion for a first-round running back, if not one of the top six running backs. The, the running back class is very deep next year. When you think about who's going to be the number one pick, when you have guys like Adrian Peterson, Arian Foster, Ray Rice, you have the emerging Doug Martin and Trent Richardson, then you throw Marshawn Lynch into the discussion. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple of other that I'm missing. Hey, Shane Hallam's in the chat room. Welcome, Shane. Rampo's here as well. Coming back for the uh, 11 o'clock, getting ready for the 11 o'clock podcast. We, um, we're we here live, Red versus Blue. Scott Atkins, Michael Trent, we're, we're podcasting on the FF Toolbox Fantasy Playoff Championship Drafts. We are officially sold out. Sold out for all the newcomers that are coming in for the 11 o'clock hour. We are officially sold out. So what did we do? We decided, uh, with all the entry requests that we've been getting late that missed out, that said, oh, I'm just a little too late, I procrastinated this or that, whatever, we decided to offer individual 100% payback leagues. Uh, 100% payback leagues, just get in and have some fun. That's all we want you to do. We'll, we'll eat the PayPal fees and all that. $200 entry fee, uh, $1,000 for first place, $200 credit for second. Uh, so it's 100% payback you have a chance to get in and draft in these six-team leagues. Shoot me an email, scott at fftoolbox.com. If we get six people to sign up, we'll send you guys – you can get it all paid up, and we'll send you your draft uh, assignment and get you into that league. Tomorrow, we'll have leagues at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. So you'll have plenty of time since these drafts take about 30 minutes. You'll have plenty of time to get your team in, get your lineup in, and you'll have a couple of hours there before the first game at 4.30 uh, get your popcorn ready. Saturday early game, Cincinnati at Houston. We start to see if Houston can turn things around or if the upswing Bengals, who have been very hot as of late, uh, can win that game. I'm, I'm not convinced that Houston wins that game, but something inside me tells me that Houston's going to pull it out. They, they haven't been hot. We talked about it earlier in the program. Losers of three of the last four. When you talk about big wins, playoff wins, they did win at Denver. That was a big win. That was early in the year, week three. They lost to Baltimore, or they, they beat Baltimore. So that's two playoff wins. But then when you look at the rest of the playoff teams that they had, they lost to Green Bay. They lost to New England. Yeah. Lost to Minnesota. And they lost to Indy. So they went three and four. They, they split with Indy. They went three and four against playoff teams. Yeah, Not Scott. that impressive of a resume. Most of that was down the stretch. I mean, you, you got to realize that most of that was down the stretch. Uh, but but still, uh, you know, the, this team is uh, they don't seem they don't seem playoff ready to me. I mean, did they to you? Uh, I mean, does this team seem playoff ready? Do they seem like a team? I mean, they have to realize this is one and done. I mean, what, I mean, what do you think? No, well, obviously not. They're not playoff ready. They uh, they're not playoff tested. Obviously, in years past, they 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 were supposed to be the upstart bank, uh, upstart Texans, and they started fast and they've just they've just fizzled. So we'll have to see if Matt Schaub can pull it together. Last year they didn't have him. They had t- you know the Yates guy, T.J. Yates. Now they got Schaub. And he's back in the fold. He has to be the one to get it done. He's the guy that has to get Owen Daniels. I think Owen Daniels is the answer here for. All of Matt Schaub's woes. you got to get that guy involved. If you have another weapon like Owen Daniels and the top five tight end Owen Daniels shows up to play, you can, you won't beat that team. You won't beat that team with a top five tight end Owen Daniels playing and, and, and letting Andre Johnson do what he does. You know, Andre, do you realize how big of a year Andre Johnson had? I don't think 
I mean, obviously, you ha- if you owned him, you know what, what he meant to your fantasy team. But the type of year that Andre Johnson had was phenomenal. The only thing was it was light with the touchdowns. He didn't get the touchdowns. He only had four touchdowns, the fewest touchdowns of anybody in the top 20. The fewest touchdowns of anybody in the top 20. But he had 112 catches. He had 1,600 yards. And he had six 100-yard games. So Andre Johnson is back, okay? He is back to being a dog. If you threw a couple of more touchdowns on there, like the old days, let's say another four touchdowns like the old days, that's another 24 points. That puts him as the number three wide receiver, just 10 points behind Brandon Marshall, who had a phenomenal year. Andre Johnson's back. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Andre Johnson is back. Uh, Calvin Johnson, I mean, you know, anybody from the wide receiver position is back. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to make for quite a mess. And uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, looking at some of these rosters that just drafted. I made a huge mistake first off uh, by drafting uh, two a two AFC quarterbacks. Didn't mean to do that. Just did it. Uh, but I went Baltimore heavy. But uh, I guess I'm all in with Baltimore right now. We are getting ready to cover the red versus blue. FF Toolbox Playoff Championship draft. It starts in 15 minutes. Jim Perrone, uh, four sports underdogs, is the number one pick. Chris Drizel is his partner. Sean Coots uh, is the number two pick. Sean Coots has number two. We'll see what he does. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady-type starts. Uh, if, if that happens, the Hallam Hammers, Shane P. Hallam is at three. It'll be very interesting to see where Sean goes. Sean is in the chat room, or Shane is in the chat room. My bad. Ready to go here. Peyton Manning seems like the number three pick to me. If, you, if you've got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it seems like that Peyton Manning is the number three pick. We'll see what Shane does. Shane is a, a very good drafter. He's won several of the uh, red versus blue weekly games over at Fantasy Feud. We'll see what he does here at three. That's the four team. Sean Cruzen. Sean Cruzen is the four team. Team Cruiser. Jumped into the Red versus Blue draft. Welcome, Sean, to Red versus Blue. Glad to have you here. Big winner in the FFWC. He had a couple of good teams there, and it was one of our big winners. Uh, Sean has the four pick, and if it goes quarterback, 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 will Sean continue and take another quarterback? You've got guys like Matt Ryan, RG3, Russell Wilson. Ryan. Uh, uh, you've got Andrew Luck. You've got guys that you could take, but it might feel a little early to take. Team five is Glenoration X, Glenn Lowy. One of the bigger names in high-stakes fantasy sports. He has the five pick. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Does he go with Rob Gronkowski, the beast, or somebody along those lines? Do, do we see the Demarius Thomas pick early? We've seen a lot of Demarius Thomas early. We saw him go the number two pick in Mike's draft earlier tonight. It'll be interesting yep. to see if if we see more Broncos. And then number six, sbffc.com, Mike. One of your buddies, one of your good old down south boys, Ryan Harwood, winner of the Mid-States Championship, $10,000 winner. Uh, I know Brian is feeling great. Congratulations to him. Big winner for him. That's a big score, man. That's a big score. That's the biggest score I've ever had. I had it this year in the RT Sports Championship. Brian gets a $10,000 score in the Mid-States Championship. That's a big win, and congratulations to him. He's got the two picks back-to-back, and you can do a lot with those two picks. You can start your strategy. 
Taking two from I can't the wait. Feet. You know, honestly, Scott, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to break this down now that I can uh, sit here and uh, I've got them all written down, and I just can't wait to can't wait to watch and uh, see who they take and uh, watch the mistakes that I made or or maybe some of the good things, good decisions I made. You know, you never know. It is a fun concept. We have Saul, 11671 in the chat room. This is definitely my favorite playoff contest. Great concept, guys. Uh, I like hearing that thing. I, I like hearing that. We worked hard on the concept. I think we've got it down. Look, I'm going to be playing in the Pick'em Contest, too. I like the Pick'em Contest. I think they're fun. They're a blast. My only issue with that is that I, I, you know, I won one a couple of years ago. Uh, Alice's Contest at the FFPC, I won that contest. My, my father and I won. We took it down. And uh, it was it was before it got really big. Now, like they have, uh, you know, with all the entries, we had a, maybe a couple hundred entries in it. But we took one down. It was thanks to Peyton Manning going to the Super Bowl and winning, beating the Chicago Bears. We had um, we had the running back for the Chicago Bears at the time, Thomas Jones, and we had Peyton Manning, and we won that contest. And the pickums are fun. The one from each, you pick one from each. Uh, our our friend here, Jim Perrone, runs his. Uh, oh, absolutely! Oh, fun, fun contest. The the pick'em contest I, I, from each league. He wor- he works his butt off, and I know he does uh, putting in all these lineups. And you know, I sent him three last night. I sent him three today. You know, and you know, he's like, you know, I love doing it, but please give me the lineups in as quick as you can. But uh, Jim Perrone, he's super dude. Oh, phenomenal! Great commissioner of some of, of some of those leagues. Uh, at my fantasy league, and, and again the pick'em the pick'em contest, the one from each, very fun. Uh, th- those uh, those are very tough, uh, but you, you you take all week to figure out your team. You change it about a half a dozen times, and usually the team that you pick you wrote down the first time usually does the best. <laughs> and you go back and look at your notes because uh, you changed it too much, and then you know here here's my problem, Mike. And, I, and let me be frank with you, the only problem I have is is because it's so tough. I, yeah. And with 1,100 teams, you have to be absolutely perfect to take down the grand prize, and and I'm not so sure how to do that because, for example, Atlanta. I'm gonna I'm gonna play in this contest, and I've got to figure out who I'm gonna take from Atlanta. And you know, once if 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 you are faced with a decision, you already have your quarterback, and you already have your tight end, or you know, whatever. Uh-huh. You're trying to break the tie between Julio and Roddy. And how are you going to tell me that anybody in this chat room or anybody in the podcast universe can tell me who's going to do better, Roddy White or Julio Jones? I don't know. With confidence. confidence. How can can they tell you with confidence? Well, I'll tell you what. You know who I took from Atlanta? Gonzo. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a smart move. It's a smart move because making that decision makes or breaks you, and it could do it early on. I remember last year I took Victor yeah. Cruz, and Hakeem Nix comes out with a 35-point game out of nowhere. Cruz was the dominant player, had 30-point games like every week of the season, right, coming up to that to coming up to that playoff game. Hakeem Nix comes out of nowhere, and Eli starts throwing to him. And, you know, you're left with Victor Cruz that got like three or five points, and I was like, oh, it's already over. There's no way that Cruz is going to catch Nix the way Nix is playing right now. And – you know, it, it comes down to that. So if you can avoid those types of decisions in the pick'em contest, just like you said, hey, take Tony Gonzalez, put him in as your tight end. And yeah. You about it. Here, here's another example, Scott. I mean, you know, real quick before the uh, the draft will be coming up here uh, in about nine minutes, the 11 o'clock draft, uh, 
we were sitting down there, uh, Rachel and I, and she had uh, immediately she had Arian Foster for Houston, <coughs> and she had Michael Crabtree for uh, San Francisco. I'm going now. Wait a second. Why couldn't you just mix and match here and put down Andre Johnson for Houston and Frank Gore for San Francisco? Boom! It worked out. You know, it's just those type of mix and matches uh, combinations that you have to make. Mike, we're getting ready for the 11 o'clock p.m. Red versus Blue draft. Uh, Mike, I want to turn it over to you. I want you to tell everybody about your team and your draft there. Uh, as we get ready for this 11 o'clock draft, I'm going to spend some time in the chat room. But go ahead and, and give everybody a breakdown of your team and your strategy there for me. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I do. Uh, actually, uh, you know, I kind of started out with uh, Ray Rice. Uh, he just kind of fell to me. I've always been a huge Ray Rice fan and uh, went ahead with him and uh, – Kind of went a little early with uh, Joe Flacco, but uh, at that point in time, it was uh, it was very imminent that I was going to pretty much go Baltimore. So I just kind of watched the uh, watched the draft room and uh, watched how it went, watched how the players went, and then uh, next thing I know, it's uh, it's up to me again, and I, you know I was going with uh, Reggie Wayne. Uh, Reg Wayne and then Jermaine Gresham, uh, tight end. Uh, the only reason I did that, uh, I wanted to shore up a tight end as quick as I could. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is this is really getting quick. And uh, so then I looked uh, further down the road, uh, and then uh, Baltimore. Anquan Bowden. It was Anquan Bowden again, and uh, so we went Anquan Bowden, and uh, and there was Matt Shaw. That was a that was a big uh, that was a big uh, a big disappointment. Uh, something that uh, we shouldn't have done. A, a mistake on our end. But uh, so we're gonna live with uh, Matt Shaw and uh, Joe Flacco, and hope that uh, hope that one of those two can uh, keep going. I look at some of those teams, and uh, you know, I I don't see much difference really. I mean, there's a lot of a uh, lot of role players that could uh, do well. We went ahead and took Randy Moss and Jacquez Rogers to try to shore up the uh, NFC side of it. And you know, I'm not sure if that can do it, but uh, I like Randy Moss uh, in his situation in in the spot that he's in in San Francisco. Uh, so, and then we went ahead and finished it up with uh, Justin Tucker and uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. So we're pretty much Baltimore all in. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. And I am and, and Scott. By the way, I am watching the Heisman Trophy winner um, just totally annihilate Oklahoma. And while we got uh, while we got four. Four minutes, three minutes to go. I want to give kudos to your Louisville Cardinals for winning the Sugar Bowl and perhaps one of the greatest wins in the history of Louisville football. That was phenomenal. They dominated Florida from word from the from start to finish. I mean, from that opening interception until the end of the game. Uh, I just I want to give kudos to your Cards. I, I know you're the red. I'm the blue. I bleed blue, but man, this is going to catapult this team to a top five 
preseason ranking next year, and we all know in the college football how much that means. So, congrats, man. That's awesome. I think you will. Uh, I think the world just got introduced to Teddy Bridgewater. That's what it was. This guy is going to be a no, he's going to be a first round draft pick in the NFL. And uh, we we got to see him uh, pick apart the Florida defense, the heralded Florida tough defense that no SEC team could throw on or or move the ball on. He 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 actually just ripped them apart, Mike. The entire game uh, did what he need, did what he wanted to do. And it, I think it, it set the tone, not only after the interception on defense, that set the tone on the defense, but on the offensive side, when they hit that late hit on him, did you see the look on his face when he was coming back on that yeah. kid? The yeah. kid was determined to come back out there and show them what he had after they put that lick on him. So, And not, not, just, not just determined. He, he didn't get that pissed off. He's just like, okay, well, fine. All right, well, I'll show you. I'll show you real quick. Here's here's what it's going to be, and that that's a class act, and that's a that's a sophomore, that's a 19 or 20 year old young kid, people. I mean that's awesome. Yeah, we are live on Red versus Blue. Four minutes, three minutes away from the first ever Red versus Blue FF Toolbox Playoff Championship Draft. These are a lot of fun. We are officially sold out of our teams. We we put the announced teams at 252 teams. Uh, 252 pros put their money where their mouth was, $200 entry fee. You win your league of six, and you triple up your money of $600, and you move on to the championship round where the grand prize is $10,000, only over $40,000 in prizes. The Red vs. Blue show this weekend, sponsored by V2 SIGs, freedom for smokers. That's what it's all about, is dropping the the pack and not taking them anymore. Uh, That's what we're looking forward to. V2 SIG, check them out uh, to give them a chance, and uh, it's all about freedom. All right, Mike, uh, this is uh, we're getting down to nitty-gritty two minutes away. The chat room, the crew here at Red vs. Blue is filling up because it is our normal start time now at 11 o'clock. It's nice to see some of the, the names coming into the chat room now. Billy Waz, FF Cruiser, several guests, Karen Galloway, Rampo, Saw 11671, Shane P. Hallam, and uh, we have the guys in the, in the red versus blue draft. I'm going to introduce them one more time here. With the one pick, four sports underdogs, Jim Perrone and Chris Dreisau. Number two, Sean Coots. Welcome, Sean, to red versus blue. The two pick for Sean Coots. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, again, Aaron Rodgers has been the most popular number one pick. We have seen Tom Brady. We've seen Marshawn Lynch. I've seen Russell Wilson. Uh, we've seen... Uh, uh, like I said, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, we've seen all the big names. Those are the most popular. Number three, Shane P. Hallam, the Hallam Hammers, ready for some playoff action tonight. It'll be interesting to see what he does after a couple of quarterbacks probably go in the top couple picks. What happens there, if that happens? Number four, Team Cruiser, Sean Cruzen, uh, coming in with the four pick. This is his uh, fourth uh, the fourth pick here, you don't know. This is the pivotal point in the draft. If it goes three quarterbacks, the top three, Rodgers, Brady, Manning, and I'm not saying it will. There's lots of strategies that can work here. But if it goes three quarterbacks, what does Sean do? do? He kind of controls the tempo here at the four pick uh, where where the rest of the draft goes. Number five, Glenoration X, Glenn Lowy. Has the five pick, and you can do a lot with that pick because, again, uh, you the quarterbacks are gone. You don't really have to take a quarterback at that point because 
you don't really have anything to gain by it because, you know, uh, they're not going to take a second quarterback that early, or that's what's been happening. I'm not going to say that's what does happen. Most teams that have been not getting a quarterback early, they kind of wait, and they grab their quarterback later because the top guys usually at the top, it's time for them now to start gobbling up some talent. Otherwise, they're going to be very thin if they don't. Number six, our mid-stakes champion, Brian Harwood. Brian Harwood, sbffc.com from the Southern Bluegrass Fantasy Football Championship. We were on that radio show earlier in the week, and we thank Brian for that. Okay, that is your six participants in the red versus blue draft. The timer will start after the first pick. Jim Perrone, four sport, is on the clock, and it will be nice to see how he starts this off. What do you think is going to happen, Mike? There it is. There it is. I think it's going to be quarterback real quick. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers with the one pick. Sean Coots follows it up. It takes him all of six seconds to cue up the name Tom Brady. And then eight seconds later, Shane P. Hellum, Peyton Manning. There you go. There's your top three quarterbacks. And like I said, Sean Cruzen with the four pick is kind of the pivotal pick of the draft. And he wastes very little time, Mike, in following your lead. And he yep. takes Ray Rice from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I don't blame him. And uh, I I don't see uh, – I see Marshawn Lynch coming real soon. Ray Rice, uh, Baltimore plays at Indianapolis. I'm sorry, at Indianapolis plays at Baltimore, the Sunday early games. Uh, Mike, talk about that game, uh, the spread, the over-under, and what do you see happening in that game? Yeah, uh, the Baltimore uh, – Baltimore Indy game, spread seven. Uh, it's kind of leaning towards six and a half because uh, Indy is uh, getting a little bit more money. But spread's uh, still seven. Uh, Baltimore is seven-point favorite. Over and under is 47, which is kind of high. But but you have to you have to realize that uh, Baltimore's defense is just it's not what it is and uh, what it has been. Even though uh, you know Ray Lewis is you know. On his uh, retirement deal, uh, the bottom line is, I, I really feel like that this could could be a uh, very uh, very low scoring affair. But I think that Baltimore is going to score enough, and they're going to win. Uh, you know, I think they're going to cover the spread by seven. Absolutely. We are getting requests for people to draft in the contest. It's sold out. I'm sorry. We cannot open up more teams. We would like to. We can't. 252 teams is all we can do. That's what we announced, and that's what we're doing. Um, so what we did as a way to say thank you to the players for helping us sell out our first ever playoff contest, we decided to open up a few 100% payback leagues for Saturday. $200 entry, $1,000 for first, $200 in FFWC credit there you for second. Go. Or the High Roller League, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a $500 entry, $2,000 for first, $1,000 for second. Both of those are 100% payback leagues as a tribute to say thank you. I just posted that in the chat room. It is a, it is a, a testament to our, our supporters and our players to come on, and they sold it out. They made it happen, uh, and it's kept us busy. For the last week, I know we were in Maui and we were working every day. And, you know, I'm still a little uh, not adjusted to my schedule just yet. I'm still sleeping in late, going to bed late. I haven't, the whole family's kind of messed up right now. But we're glad to be back. Even though we came back to 12, 13 inches of snow, 
Thank you to Greg Platt, our neighbor at Club Veneer, who shoveled our driveway, got it cleared up, watched the pets. Thank you, kind sir. We appreciate that. Much respect. And now we're back home in Indiana uh, waiting for these playoffs. You guys sold it out, so we opened up a couple of 100% payback leagues. If you're interested, email scott at fftoolbox.com, and we will get you signed up for those tomorrow. Back to the draft, Mike. Let's check in here. Pick-by-pick commentary draft coming up. I'm going to pick us up where we left off. Ray Rice, Sean Cruzen. Glenn Lowy at the five takes Marshawn Lynch. You were 100% right on that, Mike. Marshawn Lynch with the five pick. Very tough game at Washington Sunday night. I've already went on record saying that I think RG3 pulls out that game, even though I think Seattle's the better team. Number six, I'm not hedging, okay? I'm not I'm not hedging. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I, I think Washington is the better – the Seattle is the better team. I think Washington pulls it out. It's on a Sunday primetime game, and I think this is the world's introduction to RG3 in the big stage. So I think that's what's going to happen. Matt Ryan with the sixth pick. Brian Harwood wastes no time taking the fourth quarterback off the board. We probably won't go back with a wide receiver. We won't see quarterbacks go much long, uh, for a while now. And then he takes Demarius Thomas, which is interesting. If you're going to take Matt Ryan, you might think you were going to take Atlanta, but he likes Demarius as the best player on the board. I don't, I don't mind it one bit. He could be the best player in the playoffs. Rob Gronkowski to Glenn Lowy. So Rob go or Glenn goes Marshawn Lynch and Gronkowski, two premier studs. Sean Cruzen takes Ray Rice and Greg Jennings with the two three. What do you think about that well, Greg this, Jennings pick? He's back, he's healthy. Is he the number one target, Mike? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think he is. I, I think that's a bad pick. I I've seen that before. Uh no offense, Sean. Uh this draft is is totally going, uh, totally against what we did earlier. Uh, nobody, there's no loyalty to uh, any uh, any team. Which, I mean, that could be a good thing. I mean, that could be a really good thing. It's just, I'm just kind of watching how the drafts uh, play out because our draft at uh, ten, it was pretty much you, you found some loyalty toward a certain team. This one, it's pretty much hey, well, I'm going to take what I can get and go from there. So we'll find out what's worse. By the way, welcome to the new listeners here on Red vs. Blue. This was a two-hour special podcast. Thank you for being here, crew, the, the the chat room here at Red vs. Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy sports. Wayne Ellis is in the chat room now. Hello, Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Casey Hallam, Saw 11671. Rampo is here. Karen Galloway. Henry Muto, big winner in the NFFC. Uh, congratulations, Henry. Very proud of you guys, buddy. Uh, all of us here, very proud of you. FF Cruiser, Sean Cruzen is in the chat room. BN Quinlan, you're here, my man. Welcome. He said, my money is on the Seahawks. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Seahawks are a very uh, hot team going in. I don't think there's any debating how hot that team is right now. Uh, the defense is playing well. The team is gelling. And when you when you have a uh, defense like that with those cornerbacks that are back and they're playing uh, they've got them both back. You, you can't doubt what they've done. Uh, five winners of five straight. Be they beat San Francisco. They also lost to San Francisco, so they split. But they beat New England. They beat Green Bay. They beat Minnesota. They're four and one against playoff teams. Nothing wrong with a Seattle team, but they're playing RG3, the Enigma, RG3. And no slouch themselves to playoff teams. They did lose to Cincinnati. They did lose to Atlanta. But they came back and beat Minnesota. They beat Baltimore. 
they're two and two against playoff teams. The parody, the parody in the NFL shows right there. You you just spent uh, probably a couple minutes, Scott, talking about the parody of the NFL and how tough it is to figure it out. Makes it makes it tough on on us as uh, fantasy owners to figure out who we want, who we want to take, you know, and that that makes it all that more fun, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, I still I, I'm. A, I still believe Seattle. I, I, they got what it takes to beat Washington at Washington. You know, Seattle didn't lose a game uh, by more than a touchdown all year. They, the one game they lost to San Fran, you remember that Monday night game, uh, or the Thursday night game? It was thirteen to six. You remember that game? And they couldn't really do anything on offense, but they lost yep. to Arizona first game of the year at Arizona, twenty to sixteen. They lost at St. Louis, nineteen to thirteen. They lost at Detroit, 28-14, and at Miami, 24-21. Every game they lost was on the road, okay, and they are going to Washington. So there you go. Uh, they are undefeated at home. They're a, different, uh, they're a different team than they are at home than they are on the road, and they are on the road. So let's not forget about that. So it'll be right. interesting to see what they can do there. Let's go back to the draft coverage. I want to get back to the draft. It's been very interesting. A lot of things have been happening here. Shane P. Hallam at 2-4 takes Julio Jones. He pairs up Peyton Manning with Julio Jones. Had a chance to take Eric Decker there, but interesting that he says, look, I'm taking the best player in the draft, the BPA, Julio Jones. Sean Coots, Tom Brady pairs him up with Wes Welker. Very interesting there. He has the connection. Yeah. Stephen Ridley and Eric Decker were the next two picks for Jim Perrone. And, and Chris, Aaron Rodgers. Stephen Ridley, and Eric Decker. Taking best player available. Not worried about what team they come from. Uh, he's taken a couple of bye week teams, and he took a wild card round team. So very interesting to see if that'll work out. Arian Foster, one of the best running backs in the league, obviously, if not the best, uh, probably behind Adrian Peterson. Arian Foster at 3-2 goes to Sean Coots. He pairs him up with Wes Welker and Tom Brady. So you got a couple Patriots. You've got a Texan coming in, and they're going to very likely match up against each other in that game, unless Cincinnati pulls the upset. At 3-3, Mike, Tony Gonzalez for the Hallam Hammers. This is what you said. If you have like a, an issue and you can't figure out who to take, yep. take Tony Gonzalez, and he's got a tight end now that he can start. He took him over Roddy White. And you know what? This is the year. You know, Atlanta, you can say what you will about them. They are not a playoff team. Some will say they haven't won those playoff games. Rat Ryan is still yet to be a big-time playoff guy. But you have Tony Gonzalez. And this is his swan song. Isn't this the year that if you're going to see Tony Gonzalez get a ring, this is the year he's going to do it? You know, yeah, and, you he, know and he has the team. I, I think it's a great pick, Scott, because uh, and it's like what we did uh, earlier in our draft. You know, if you're not sure of a tight end, but you, you're – Pretty doggone sure of uh, Tony Gonzalez right there. And uh, bottom line, I mean, what? Who's to say? I mean, they could. I mean, they could move on and uh, do some special things, uh, beating. Uh, you know, if they was to beat a Green Bay or a, a Seattle, San Francisco, who do they play? I, you know, it's their chance. Well, I tell you what, the the issue that uh, that. Atlanta has to face is the injuries. And they are 
taking their own sweet time nursing John Abraham, Dante Robinson, and William Moore back to health. Uh, the concussion issues for Robinson, the ankle issues for Abraham, and now you've got safety William Moore, the hamstring issues. They're all sitting out practice. They're resting, and they are supposed to return. They are supposed to return. But the question right. is, look, if you don't have John Abraham back in that lineup, that's a huge blow for Atlanta. Yep. Huge. And it can't be understated. Uh, a couple of losses that concern me, the at Carolina game, they didn't come. They didn't bring it. And then to lose against Tampa Bay, that tells you what happens if you don't have John Abraham on your team. They're at home. They're supposed to win that game, Mike, and they didn't yep. do it. Yeah, and, you know, and just coming down the stretch, I mean, just a lot of different things are kind of kind of scary, but I still think they got enough of a running game. Uh, Turner, hey, if it's going to be playoff ready, Jacquez Rogers. I mean, this is a this is a kid that uh, you know you never know what to think, but you got to remember they still got Julio Jones, they still got Roddy White, they still got Tony Gonzalez. I mean, they've got all the weapons. They just got to have to put all the pieces into place when it comes to the offensive and defensive lines uh, that can make them be successful throughout the playoffs. 347-324-5404 is the number. We are, again, uh, streaming this uh, podcast here on behalf of FF Toolbox and the Playoff Championship Drafts. It's our first ever foray into the Playoff Drafts, and we're having a lot of fun with it. 252 teams. We are sold out. We will not be adding more teams to the tournament. We have gotten many requests for that. Since we are not going to be doing that, we decided to say, you know what, thank you to the players as a tribute to them. We're offering 100% payback leagues. We're going to take the fees. We'll eat the fees on PayPal and do all that or, or your credit card or whatever. We'll eat all those fees. We want you to enjoy yourself. Have a chance. Your last chance to dance on Saturday. Here's the details. $200. 100% payback leagues at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. $1,000 for first. $200 in FFWC credit for second. $1,200 in injuries, $1,200 paid out, 100% payback. If you want to get in that league, email me, scott at fftoolbox.com. Say, hey, I want to play the 1130 or the 130, and here's my team name, and we'll get you entered into that contest. We're offering one 1130 draft and one 130 draft. If we fill more, we'll fill more. The second way we'd like to thank is the, uh, the second league we'd like to thank uh, is the High Roller League. We designed this especially for the big dogs out there that just can't get enough and want to have a chance to make some big money against five players and say, I've got the better draft strategy, I'll beat you. $500 entry, $2,000 for first, $1,000 for second. It's $3,000 in, $3,000 out. 100% payback league. That draft will be at 2.30 Eastern time. Again, these drafts take about 30 minutes. It'll be about 3 o'clock when you're done. You'll have about an hour and a half to get ready, get your popcorn ready, sit down, order your pizza, your wings, whatever, and uh, pop open the beer and watch the game Saturday afternoon, the early game, Cincinnati at Houston, and then we move to the late game, Minnesota at Green Bay. Those are the Saturday games. The Sunday game, Baltimore, Indianapolis at Baltimore, Andrew Luck, Chuck Strong going into Baltimore, Ray Lewis, last game possibly, Mike, is in Baltimore. You wouldn't think he's going to lose that game in front of his home crowd, but if it's going to be his last game, it might be in Baltimore. And then 
Sunday late game. We've already talked about it over and over again. The game of the weekend, I think. Seattle at Washington. Russell Wilson at Washington against RG3. Seattle's the different game on the road. I'm taking Washington to win. Mike's taking Seattle. I am going on record saying Seattle's the better team, but I think RG3 will pull this out in prime time. Let's move on to the draft, Mike. Uh, let's keep let's keep it going. The last pick we talked about was Tony Gonzalez to the Hallam Hammers. Shane P. Hallam at three three. Team Cruiser takes Randall Cobb, and he pairs him up. Randall Cobb is paired up with his first two picks, Ray Rice and Greg Jennings. So he took two Green Bay wide receivers there. Wow. Glenoration X Glenn Lowy takes Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez at three five again. Gronkowski's back. You've got Hernandez and Gronk. What's Tom Brady going to do? And why did he do it? He had already Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> and Aaron, and now he has Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, and his first pick, Marshawn Lynch. So he paired up Marshawn Lynch with a couple of really good Tom Brady targets. What do you think about that strategy, Mike? Yeah, it's, that sounds pretty good. I mean, you know, he's just pairing up with a lot of different good players and uh, doing what he needs to do. At, at that time, I mean, it's just it's just not about uh, pairing teams together. It's just pairing uh, different players together. And uh, so, you know, he's laying it out for later rounds, I think. Uh, I, even though it's only 11 or 12 rounds, I mean, he's he's setting himself up pretty good for uh, in the later rounds. All right, Brian Harwood uh, takes Matt Ryan, Demarius Thomas, and comes back with Roddy White and Shane P. Hallam in the chat room. Roddy at 3-6 is a steal. Uh, geez, I don't know. You know, uh, yeah, you if you're if you're willing to take Julio Jones at two four, I think you have to have those two guys. You know, very close to each other. Let's look at the matchup. So, Mike, if Seattle wins that game, you've got a couple of really tough cornerbacks there in Seattle facing up against Roddy White. But let me ask you a question, Mike: Is Roddy still the number one there? I mean, Julio, Julio's a heck of a target. Does the number one cornerback still play Roddy? I assume he does. I guess so. Yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, I would, I would, I would still say Julio is number one. Roddy's two. And you know who number three is, don't you? Gonzo. Ah, uh, you didn't want to say it, did you? Yeah, you you didn't want to say it, did you? I'm not gonna say Harry. Gonzo. Harry Douglas. I'm not gonna say Harry. <laughs> Harry Douglas. Well, look, the cornerbacks for Seattle, Richard Sherman, uh, Brandon Browner, uh, both of those guys, um, very, very impressive uh, on the field when they're out there. You, you can't say enough about how well Richard Sherman is playing. And for him to be a snub on the Pro Bowl, that doesn't make sense. That does not make sense. The way he played this year, I don't know how many interceptions he had, five, six interceptions, but the way he blanketed Cornerbacks. I know Pro Football Focus always puts out the, you know, by the numbers guys, and he was he was the best corner in the league, probably next to Antonio Cromartie, who had a fantastic season for the Jets. So Sherman uh, matched up against Washington. Look, that wouldn't surprise me to see Garcon have a down day, and it would have to be Morris and, and RG three making things happen. But if they get past that game, and Seattle wins that game, Atlanta's going to have a tough time with those corners. You you might be right. It might be the Tony Gonzo show. You know, Scott, I never even thought about taking uh, uh, Pierre Garcon in this game because of Seattle's defense. Even yep. though this game is being played at Washington, 
Uh, those guys, sometimes, you know, defensive players or offensive players, they don't know where that game's being played at. They hear the crowd, but, one, I mean, once they're between the lines, it's game on. And, you know, Pierre Garçon, what's the earliest he's been drafted in these leagues? That's a good question, Mike. I don't know. I don't I don't have that kind of data in front of me. I know that the ADP is available on MyFantasyLeague.com, and you can check for yourself there on the ADP. Uh, but he has been going awfully late. You're right about that. Uh, I just I just don't think there's a lot of faith in Washington to win that game because Seattle has looked so good. Like I said, it's just something in my gut tells me that uh, on primetime television, they chose that game as the late game for a reason on Sunday night. <laughs> And I know they don't have anything to do with the game, and it's not conspiracy. I just It's the way the NFL always turns out, and I can see RG3 with the microphone in his face after the game. And it's just going to be one of those games where you know he has a chance to really do something special, and he's going to have to against that Seattle defense. Let's move on, Mike. We have uh, the 3-6 we said was Roddy White. The 4-1, the uh, Brian Harwood backs him up with no Sean Moreno. No Sean Moreno. Uh, Bronco fans are in love with No Sean Moreno now, and it and it happened almost overnight. You know, the, this guy was ready to be cast off. You remember all of the oh, yeah. the prognosticators uh, that 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 talk about Denver football, and some of them are friends of the program. But when they when they were ready to just discard No Sean Moreno, something happened. Something clicked with No Sean, and this guy has turned into a NFL, not just fantasy, but an NFL beast uh, behind Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning makes everybody better, and I think he has done wonders for no Sean Moreno. Well, there's no doubt about that. But the one thing that clicked with uh, no Sean was an injury in front of him. And he's like, you know what? If I want to make it in this league, I have to work my butt off and – if an injury happens in front of me, then I got to be ready to go. I mean, not just ready to go, but ready to go. So, uh, no, Sean is. I mean, he's shown that. And but you know, Peyton does. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. that's an incredible story. He makes he makes everybody around you better. Yeah. Well, don't forget Willis McGahee. Uh, he is on track to return sometime late in the playoffs. I don't know what that means. You're not going to go away from Moreno now. You're not going to go away from Moreno. But if McGahee returns, it'll give Moreno a breather, and I think that you know, as a young, you know, as a guy that doesn't have a lot of playoff game experience, I think that'll be helpful uh, because I don't think that Ronnie Hillman is quite ready for the big stage. I think he can break big plays, but you've got to protect Peyton Manning, and that's the number one goal there. Number one goal is to protect Peyton Manning. So let's see what happens with Willis McGahee. You know, there, he had that injury in his 2002 season. You remember that the national championship? And he tore his ACL, his PCL, and his MCL. And who you know who that reminds me of? This Marcus Lattimore kid. I know Shane P. Yeah. Helms will come on here and talk about Marcus Lattimore for days. I'll bet you he knows everything about him. But uh, it, it reminds me of that. That situation with Lattimore and McGahee is kind of eerily similar. And, I, and I'd be interested to see if, you know, if, if those careers take a similar path. McGahee just came, you know, and, and really did well in Buffalo and, and denied yeah, it just, defied the doubters. It, de- it depends on the uh... – maturation of the person, you know, just like uh, Adrian Peterson. You know, I guarantee you, if, I, if I'm if i a Marcus Lattimore, I, I'd be on the phone. I'd find some way, shape, or form to find out, hey, Adrian Peterson, all day, what did you do to do so well 
in one year. I mean, Adrian Peterson, that is such a tremendous story. And, uh, you know, that's what that, that's what Lattimore's got to do, in my opinion. All right, let's keep going with the draft, man. We are live with the FF Toolbox Fantasy Playoff Championship drafts here. This is the pick-by-pick commentary draft. We just talked about Sean Moreno. It's interesting. Sean goes one pick ahead of Adrian Peterson. Glenn Lowy scoops up Adrian Peterson to pair with that group that he already had with Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Hernandez, and Rob Gronkowski. Mike, you got to like that team. Lynch, Peterson, Hernandez, and Gronk. If Minnesota pulls the upset and it's all on the back of Adrian Peterson and Ponder does what he needs to do, Lowy's got the team to beat. He's got the team to beat. You have Peterson, you already had Lynch, and you've got the two stud tight ends from New England. That's a that's a fun team to root well, for there. Well, Scott, you know, in my opinion, I think Glenn's thinking, uh, okay, I'm going to win with Seattle. Uh, I'm probably not going to win with Minnesota. But with that said, how many yards does Green Bay normally give up to uh, Adrian Peterson in the Minnesota offense? I mean, a lot in the two games this year, I think it was well over 120, 150 yards rushing. So I think Lynn's probably thinking, all right, well, if I can't win one, I'm going to win one of the two, and at least I'll move on. Mike, at Green Bay, uh, Adrian Peterson went 21 for 210. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, what I'm saying. That's, and then he's at home, he, he rushed for 199. So, Right. He's banking. He's banking on one of the two, if not both. Uh, but I don't. Th- I don't see both of them because we've already talked about Seattle, Washington. <laughs> but uh, you know, I-, I think he's banking on AP getting another 150, 175, something like that. And uh, you know, if-, if they win, then so so be it. He moves on. Man, I tell you what, if Adrian Peterson caught the ball out of the backfield like these other guys did, like Arian Foster and Ray Rice and everything, I mean, he caught 40 balls, but to get 12 touchdowns and 2,100 yards, I mean, and he just came on like a monster in the second half of the season. So it'll be very interesting to see what he does in that Green Bay game. I'm rooting for him. It's the late game Saturday night. I'm rooting for Adrian Peterson to pull the upset. I don't want to see the, you know, no offense to Packer fans and, and to all the guys that are drafting Aaron Rodgers, but doesn't everybody here want to see Minnesota win that game and pull the upset nope. for Adrian Peterson? Nope. I, I want to see Adrian Peterson have a great game. And I honestly, uh, because of the way I've drafted here in the last no, no, days, no, 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 no. I don't care about how you draft. That's what I mean. As a pure NFL statement and a fan of the game, don't you? aren't you rooting for Adrian Peterson to beat, go into Green Bay and win? No. All right. Where's the buzzer meter? No, I, I'm not, I'm not going to pull it out tonight. I don't, I'm not going to pull it out. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Jordy yes, Nelson. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Jordy I'm Nelson. 4-3 <laughs> to Team Cruiser. Jordy is paired with Randall Cobb, Greg Jennings, and Ray Rice. Now, here we go. This is interesting, Mike. He was able to do it. Sean Cruiser was able to take three, the top three, unless you think James Jones is top three, the top three wide receivers for Green Bay and pair them with a dominant running back in Ray Rice. Very nice job, Cruiser. So, again, I know what Cruiser's saying. I'm not rooting for Minnesota. I'm rooting for Green Bay, and I understand. You know, the fantasy implications are huge here for Sean. Uh, But it's a a great execution, and sure enough, it it came out the way I think he would probably like it. The Hallam Hammer. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. 
Well, the one thing about Sean is basically he's rolling his dice with a, a bunch of wild card teams. Yeah. You know, that's that's the way you do it. Uh, you get four games, four potential games out of them if they win. But they're a wild card game or a wild card team for a reason. However, wild card team has historically have been doing pretty well in the NFL playoffs because, like you said earlier, the parity is so much. And it's all about the hot teams. It seems like every year it's all about the hot teams. So 4-4, Shane P. Hallam takes Frank Gore. 4-4, Frank Gore. That rhymes. Uh, Hallam Hammer already took Gonzo. He took... Julio, and he took Peyton Manning. So I don't see any kind of real playoff uh, maneuvering. I just see him taking really good players and guys that are probably going to advance. You have to think Peyton's going to advance. You have to think, well, you would think that Julio's going to advance. They're at home. He's taking home team Atlanta, home team Denver, home team Atlanta with uh, Tony Gonzalez and Julio, and then he takes home team Frank Gore. So I wonder if that continues. We'll have to watch what Shane P. Helm does the rest of the draft here. Uh, but it, it is looking like uh, the home team strategy is what's what's kind of fueling his motivation here at this point. Moving on to the 4-5 pick, Sean Coots takes Andre Johnson. I can't believe that Andre would fall this far. Look, I'm in a staff draft, oh. and I took Andre very high. We already talked about how well Andre's been playing uh, this year, he's back from the injury. He's looking like his old self. And at 4-5, well, 23rd pick in the draft, you're going to tell me that he's the 23rd best player and he's a wild card team who's probably going to play at least two games. Well, no, no. Hold on, Scott. It's a, it's a, it's a scarcity of uh, Houston uh, limping into the playoffs and Cincinnati playing that good and thinking that, well, you know, Cincinnati could beat them. So, I think that's uh, I think that's the reason that Andre's fallen and plus Matt Schaub, let's face it, he had he hadn't played very good in the last three or four games coming into the playoffs. So uh, you know, it's kinda it's kind of a scary situation. Well, here we go. AJ Green, Jim Perone, and Chris Dreisel takes AJ Green at the four six, the twenty fourth pick in the draft. We're through four rounds there, AJ Green. Uh, at 4-6, they pair him with Decker, Ridley, and Rodgers, and they add Jermichael Finley. So Rodgers gets a little help with Finley, and uh, they're going, they're riding with uh, New England. They're riding with Denver, and they're taking a shot on a wild card team to get those week one points uh, to add to Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Green, and Jermichael Finley. Sean Coots, that's a nice job for Jim, too, by the way. I like that strategy. I like that. You get Rodgers, you give him a weapon in Finley, and then you take a, a wild card team with AJ Green. I like the strategy how that plays out. And then you take a couple of bye week guys. I got to throw something out there. Yeah. What, what's your Michael Finley done in the last? Uh, I mean, he's had a couple good games, but what, what's your Michael Finley bring to this defense or to this offense? You know, it's really strange to see that uh, he he was bringing touchdowns. He always had brought touchdowns to the table. And now it seems like that's not happening. You know, it's not happening. Two touchdowns to date, but things look to be turning up and on the uptick. The last couple of weeks, 11, 12, and 15 points. So at least he is, you know, moving in the right direction. Uh, A couple of straight games over 10 points, and he's moving in. He's trending. He's trending in the right direction. Brandon Brandon Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd, 
at 5-2 for Sean Coots. Like he that. pairs him with like Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, Wes Welker, and Tom Brady. So there you go, Mike. Sean Coots like is that. taking the Patriots. Brady, Welker, Lloyd, along with Andre Johnson and Arian Foster, he's taking Patriots and Texans. Now, are they going to play each other? Yes, they're going to play each other. Yep. But he's guaranteeing himself. He, he What he's hoping for is those two games out of Houston and possibly more, you know, with New England. Right. Obviously, you take Tom Brady that early. You're thinking that New England's going to win that game. But he's going to get two big games out of those Texans while he's at it. I like that move. I like that move a lot. 5-3, the Hallam Hammers. We've been watching this team all night long. Reggie Wayne, he pairs with Frank Gore. Again, okay, so he was the guy, uh, Shane was the guy that was taking all the bye week teams. He ha- And the home teams, I'm sorry, the home teams with Peyton Manning and Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez, Frank Gore. Matter of fact, those are all bye week teams. He has to get some wild card points going, so he takes Reggie Wayne. So he gets a, gets something going in that wild card round. Five far, uh, five four. By the way, Reggie Wayne, great, phenomenal season. I don't think anybody predicted that he was going to do what he did, and he was going in the sixth and seventh round in, in fantasy drafts all across America. And to see that he put up a, a fantastic season with Andrew Luck, uh, it's a testament to this guy. You know, it really is. He he's a guy that you just got to applaud. If even if you're not a fan of the Colts, you have yeah. to be a fan of Reggie Wayne. I don't think. Anybody could could say that this guy hasn't been just a consummate professional uh, this year for staying no. for staying in Indy, being there with the young guys, thinking that it was going to be a rebuilding year, Mike, a, a total rebuild. Now they're a playoff team, but the guy caught 106 balls for 1,300 yards, had one of his best seasons. You got yeah, you got around this area. I mean. People are thinking, uh, well, you know, we can get uh, four wins. That'd be great. Five yeah. wins would be super. Six might be nice. Seven would be, wow. Eight. Next thing you know, it's, we're talking uh, playoffs, winning division. Uh, what the heck is going on here? And it, it all it all stems from a lot of different things in that uh, entire uh, Colts organization. So uh, Reggie Wayne, he has a lot to do with that. Because he was he, he was so vitally involved with uh, Chuck Strong and things that were going on there. And let me tell you something. He made Andrew Luck a better quarterback this year, play after play and practice after practice. Wow. Interesting development. By the way, this draft is over. We are just now catching up. We The whole draft is available uh, in the chat room, and the links here are, are posted this is the live pick-by-pick commentary draft. People knew what they were getting into when they signed up for this. When they signed up, they said, hey, we're going to be on the air, talk about our picks, publicize it. Billy Wallace just said it. Absolutely stunned that Colin Kaepernick did not get drafted. Uh, I am too. I'm blown away. I can't believe that Kaepernick did not get drafted in this draft. It, it's, it's mind-blowing. But we'll have to take a look as the, as the rest of this draft unfolds here and, and, and try to figure out what exactly happened and why that didn't happen. Uh, let's well, move on, I tell you why I screwed up because I took Matt Schaub instead of Kaepernick. So that's okay. Hey, hey, you're getting an extra game. I think out of Houston. I think that Houston wins that game. I've already went on record. I think Houston wins that game. I think they go on to play New England. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to call it. Houston beats New England. Houston will beat the New England Patriots. 
I don't see much in New England. I really don't. I don't. I don't see much in New England. I. I. You know. Obviously, look. It's Tom Brady. It's Bill Belichick. Uh, didn't Houston have a? Didn't Houston have what it took to beat them last year? Don't you feel like Houston had what it took to beat them, but they didn't have the quarterback? Right. If well, it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for the slump that Houston was in, and it was the Houston team that we saw in the first half of the season. I think we would be we'd be singing a different tune. Now they've had a couple of bad games. The question is, can Cincinnati beat New England, not Houston beat New England? I know where you're coming from. I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> I I have Houston beating New England. But let's go ahead and get to that real quick. We're gonna come right back to the draft. I've got Indianapolis beating Baltimore in Baltimore. I think that's uh, primed for an Indianapolis-Denver showdown. I love, uh, okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like I said, I just think that Denver will, Indianapolis will play Denver. Chuck Strong is is good enough and capable enough. They've gotten this far. They've had big wins. They can win another one. Baltimore is not a hot team right now. Mike, let me ask you a question. If you're down on Houston, why aren't you down on Baltimore? Because head coaching, head coaching comes from Total head coaching. Harbaugh will have this team ready, and uh, there is no doubt in my mind that Baltimore will win this game against Indy. Uh, Houston, they're a little edgy there. You know, I mean, just a little edgy there. There's just not enough fire. I don't see the fire. Harbaugh can get fire in that team. Uh, Houston, I don't see enough fire going in that team. You know what Baltimore's record is against playoff teams? Here you go, buddy. Two and four. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Two and four against playoff teams. They beat Cincinnati week one. That was a long time ago, my man. They beat New England week three. That was a long time ago, my man. The last four opportunities they've had to play a playoff team, they lost. They lost to Houston. They lost to Washington. They lost to Denver. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost four of their last five, and you're sitting here still defending them. Great game against New York. I don't doubt it. They had a great game against New York. The Giants sucked. They were terrible. But if you're how many, how many Houston, of those games were on the road? Come on, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, at Houston, at Washington, Denver, that was in Baltimore, and at Cincinnati. Enough <laughs> said. You give me a home game at Baltimore, and I'll take it and run. And how then, many points is what? that worth, Mike? How many points is that worth? They're getting clobbered, man. They're getting clobbered no, by Houston, forty-three no. to thirteen. They got clobbered. By, they got clobbered by Denver, thirty-four to seven. I'll go on record, man. I'll go on record. Baltimore. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying they're going to beat Indy this week. Well, they better they're go pretty far. This week. They go. They better go pretty far because you took Ray Rice and Flacco as your first two picks in the Toolbox Championship draft, yeah. my man. You better say they're yeah. going all the way. Otherwise, you just threw that 200 down the drain. You flushed it. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Anyway, I'm moving on. Denver at in or Indy at Denver. <laughs> I take Denver over Indy. I think Peyton Manning wins the game, but I think Andrew Luck gets a big shake of the hand and a big hug from Peyton Manning and says, you know, they meet in the middle, they meet on the field. I think it's going to happen. New England and Houston. I have Houston winning that game. And I have Denver beating Houston in the AFC Championship game. Denver moves on to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Minnesota at Green Bay. I'm rooting for Minnesota, but I don't see it happening. I think Green Bay does pull it out. 
sadly, I think that ends a great, phenomenal year for Adrian Peterson. The loss of Percy Harvin cannot be understated. Wait, overstated. <laughs> understated. <laughs> Uh, Percy Harvin, it's a, it's, a, it's a shame that Percy Harvin is not enjoying incredible success as Adrian Peterson did because Percy Harvin would be having a phenomenal year if Adrian Peterson, with Adrian Peterson doing what he's doing. With that he injury. sideline with the Florida Gators. Yeah, there you go. With that injury, <laughs> uh, Green Bay wins that game, moves on to play San Francisco. I think the better hardball coach is in San Francisco, Mike. San Fran beats Green Bay. Moves on to the NFC Championship game. Colin Kaepernick, the the San Francisco defense, does enough to shut down Aaron Rodgers and that team without a running game. Uh, San Francisco returns to the NFC Championship game, and who do they face? Well, I've got Washington beating Seattle. I think it's a great game. I think I've already went on record. I think Seattle's the better team, but I think RG3 pulls it out Sunday night. And then Seattle at it or Washington at Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan gets it done. I think they win that game. Although RG3 is very tempting to take against Atlanta, I do take, I will go ahead and take Matt Ryan in that game. If John Abraham is back, I think he will be. And then Atlanta against San Francisco. Mike, I think San Francisco is going to do it. I think San Francisco is going to pull it out and represent the NFC. Jim Harbaugh, he's the coach of the NFC. I love Pete Carroll. I think Jim Harbaugh moves on to the Super Bowl. San Francisco-Denver, what a great storied Super Bowl that is of your past. Elway Denver, against San Fran. That happened, that wasn't very pretty. I know, I know, right? But yeah. this year, Peyton Manning, there's nothing stopping the guy. I think Peyton Manning is your Super Bowl MVP, and he wins this game against San Francisco. It's been a storybook ride for Peyton this year. There was a lot of doubters. There were a lot of haters on Peyton Manning in the preseason. I was I think everybody I don't think anybody predicted that he would do what he did. I think even with his hobbled gimpy persona in the preseason, people were picking Denver to make the playoffs. Having said that, he's much better than that gimpy persona that they put portrayed in the offs in the preseason. He has made the entire team better. The defense is good. They're sound. The running game is solid. The weapons, Demarius and Decker, better than we could have imagined. And I think everything's going their way, Mike. I see Denver winning the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning goes off as Super Bowl MVP against San Francisco. It'll be a great game. Uh, Kaepernick has been much better than we thought, and I think he's the guy to get San Fran. I think Harbaugh gets rewarded with Kaepernick. In that decision to bench Alex Smith, I think he gets rewarded. I think he gets to the Super Bowl, but you don't beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. I think uh, I know I know Drew Brees did, but Drew Brees isn't there this year. I think Peyton Manning wins the Super Bowl. That's a good breakdown, Scott. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, give you my breakdown. I, I wrote I wrote down what you had, uh, and you're just gonna have to correct me real quick. Uh, I like Cincy. I, I like Cincy beat. Beating Houston, uh, All right. I like Baltimore beating Indy. All right. Um, on the NF side, uh, NFC side, uh, I love Green Bay, and of course I like Seattle. Uh, coming out of that, I, I really like New England and Denver in the AFC. Based on the matchups, it should be uh, New England, Denver. Nice, nice looking matchup. 
On the NFC side, uh, I like Green Bay and Atlanta. No, no the rematch last, then. No, no rematch with Green Bay and Seattle. No. No. Okay. No. So I, I see New England, Denver on the AFC, and New England coming out, and uh, Green Bay, Atlanta. Uh, I see another wild card team making a run, and uh, Green Bay beating Atlanta. So it's going to be New England, Atlanta, or, or I'm sorry, uh, New England, Green Bay in the Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl, uh, there's going to be a little bit too much firepower, a little bit too much going on that New England can't handle. So I, I like Green Bay to win the Super Bowl. And your MVP is obviously Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. All right. Well, Mike, uh, you know what? That's why they play the games, buddy. It's going to be exciting to get this thing started. It has been uh, it has been great. Let's break down these teams uh, as we see them here. We'll go back to the draft room and break down these teams, starting with the one pick in the draft, four sports underdogs, Jim Perrone and Chris uh, Dryzow, I believe. I can't ever pronounce that name. Sorry, Chris. Good guy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Running backs, Michael Turner, Quiz Rodgers, Stephen Ridley, Bernard Pierce. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you you might get something out of a Bernard Pierce. You never know. You might get a touchdown out of the guy. You never know if, you know, he could break a big 30-yarder or something, you know. Uh, Decker, A.J. Green, Sidney Rice, Jermichael Finley, Jacob Tammy, Mason Crosby, and the Green Bay Packers. So, you've got a lot of Packers there uh, with Finley, Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers D, and Crosby. So, he's got four pieces of that Packer pie that you think are gonna, is going to go all the way. And uh, then he has, you know, a little bit of a little bit of hodgepodge of everything with AJ Green. You know, if AJ Green pulls that upset, that's going to be a hard team to beat because AJ Green is good for 25 a game. So Jim Perrone, I think, with with Rodgers going to the Super Bowl and AJ Green winning that uh, first game, Cincinnati winning that game, he's a contender. That's the that's where that's the way it has to kind of go down for for Jim to uh, for take that down. He does have Michael Turner, who who will be a contributor, Sidney Rice up for Seattle. But really the story here, in my opinion, you got to have Green Bay going and winning the Super Bowl. You have the defense, the kicker, the quarterback, and the tight end. You have to have a good season for Finley because that's your only target you have for Rand Rodgers to compliment. And then you have A.J. Green, who if they win that game against Houston, you're getting two games out of A.J. Green Jim Perrone will be the team to beat. Flamp right there. Yeah. All right. Yep. Sean Coots, team two. Let's run it down, Mike. Tom Brady, Andy Dalton, Arian Foster, Shane Vereen, Anquan Bolden, Pierre Garçon, Andre Johnson, Brandon Lloyd, Wes Welker, Owen Daniels, Goskowski, and the Patriots. Wow. All right. So we have a total of six New England Patriots. <laughs> Here you go. Brady. Marine, Welker, Lloyd, Goskowski, and the Patriots. If the Patriots win the Super Bowl all the way, get three games, this is your team to beat. Yeah, that looks good. Yep. It's all about New England. It's all about Tom Brady. It doesn't really matter. All the other pieces are good. They're fine. Owen Daniels, Andre Johnson, you know, it's, it's a it's a New England-Houston matchup there. Arian Foster, he's got three Houston Texans as well. Foster? Andre and Owen Daniels. 
there's a case to be made here. If New England loses to Houston, and he only gets one game out of all those Packers, Mike, is Foster, Daniels, and Andre Johnson enough they come, to win this thing? They, they become, I mean, Scott, they become very relevant, don't they? That's an interesting strategy, Sean. I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody successfully pull off a Houston-New England combo before because I don't think people try it. But if – it really doesn't matter. Whoever wins that game, if they move on and win the Super Bowl and make it to the Super Bowl, Houston or New England, I think the way he's constructed that team, he has a shot. He has a shot of, of moving forward. Plus, he's got Andy Dalton in that game too. So he's got, a, he's got a quarterback for round one to continue to get some points there. And then he's got Tom Brady. Now, he'll be without a quarterback if Tom Brady loses to Houston. But even if New England loses, he's got three Houston Texans moving on. So very interesting strategy, Sean. I like what I see here. It's kind of going to be scratching my head a little bit. Maybe it's possible that the winner of that, that, that he, he was able to draft two potential teams there to win and, and, and uh, still knock this thing down. Number three, the Hallam Hammer, Shane P. Hallam. Uh, instead of me breaking down this team, we're going to let the guest on the program from the 661 break down this team. And that is the man, the myth, the legend. And I think I think uh, Michael Bronte calls him a sexy beast or something. Shane P. Hallam. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, I was happy to be up, here. Happy to do this draft. Not much. Not much. Uh, great show so far. And I'm, I'm excited Excited for my potential. I think I got this league locked down. All right. Well, talk us through it, dude. We're right here. We're listening. And uh, just tell us about your team here. We're getting ready to break it down. Yeah, I, I, I was really happy to have the number three pick and end up with Peyton Manning, who uh, was my, you know second quarterback on my board. I think Denver's going to win the Super Bowl, and I think that's going to help me. I got Manning. I got Stokely. I got Denver defense. Um, I think that's going to be pretty huge. And then, you know, the, the second round, my, the NFC team I think is going to make it is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. And I know a lot of people are discounting them, and so I think it gave me some values. I think Julio Jones in the middle of the, uh, the second round. Um, I, I had that debate. You guys were talking about before, Roddy or Julio. I went with Julio. I'm going to go upside. I'm playing to win. I, you know, I think it's I'm not playing to play safe. And then grabbing Tony Gonzalez, who I actually think is going to have better playoffs than Rob Gronkowski will. I'm kind of with you. I think the Patriots could get knocked out earlier than people think. And I, you know, I think Gonzalez is going to put up consistent numbers, touchdowns. Um, Frank Gore is just a, a value pick for me. And, you know, my running backs, I also nabbed Vic Ballard, who I think has, at least has a big week one. I'm betting on Indianapolis. Um, and Ryan Grant, I think the Packers could be around for a while, so I want to get at least one Packer on the team. I don't know if Grant will get a whole lot, but a nice flex play. And then my wide receivers, I love Crabtree, Julio Jones, Reggie Wayne. Uh, I think all of them are tremendous. Even if even if Reggie Wayne's one and done, I think he at least has two games in him. I think Crabs could have two games in him. I think Julio could have three. Uh, and then Stokely, if Denver keeps going, I can fill him in. I mean, Matt Bryant, then the Broncos defense. I think I got players that are going to play at least two games, all of them. Uh, and and I can fill in Matt Schaub for week one in, in my quarterback slot and be set. Dude, you are excited. You are so <laughs> excited about your lineup. I mean, you rattled that thing off, and I, you got me stoked. I mean, how much fun is this? Oh, it's great. It's great. I think this is so unique and not something you get to do. Perfect amount of people. And uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a head to head competition. I mean, there's some great, some great players in this draft. So I'm excited. 
Mike, I'm glad you asked that question because as I listened to Shane, I, I wanted to ask him the question, just how much fun did he have in this format? Because that's what we designed it for. We designed it to, you, you, you end up with your draft and you just look at it and you're like, man, I nailed it. Because when I look at Shane's team, and I'm just going to be honest with you, you didn't go the conventional route of loading up on one team. And I, and I don't think you have to because most of this is a numbers game, right? It's all about how many games are your guys going to play compared to the guys around you? And every time you're on the clock and every time it's your turn to pick, all you have, all, the only thing you are in control of is which guy you take that's remaining. And that's all you can really look at is which guy you want to take remaining and how many games you think they're going to play. So every time when I'm in one of these draft-type leagues, I always say to myself, or any contest in the playoffs, I always say, okay, here's how many here, – I've got, I got to lay out my playoffs first. Here's what I think is going to happen in the playoffs. I have to envision the whole thing. And then I have to stick to my guns about that's the way the draft's going to go. Or, I mean, the playoffs. That's the results. That way – because you can't get caught up playing it in the middle and saying, well, it's, if this happens, then I'll be okay. you got to – you know, you can give a team a half a point of credit. You can say, well, you know what, I think they're going to play one and a half games, and this team over here has a good enough chance, maybe a 40% chance of winning, so now they get 1.4, you know, that kind of thing. But it is. It's all about math. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, and I think, you know, for me – that you couldn't get me to draft Adrian Peterson for the world. Uh, if, he, if he goes for a buck fifty, two touchdowns, but loses to the Packers, and we know Peterson could do much more than that. But let's say he does that. I mean, I, have, I think Frank Gore, who I got in, in the same round, uh, I think he can get that in two games. I think Vic Ballard can get that in two games. So why, why not draft Vic Ballard about three or four rounds later than take Adrian Peterson? I'm going to get the same amount of points, and I can stock up on my receivers. I can, I can get the number one tight end on my board and Tony Gonzalez. You know, I think that's what it's about. It's, if you get two or three games out of almost all your players, then I think you're going to win this league no matter what their performance is. And if your quarterback plays well, you have you have one guy that breaks out for, for a couple of those games, I think you're going to be set. Shane P. Yep. Hallam, tell them where everybody can find you on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, check check us out, uh, blogtalkradio.com, slash Invictus Standard. I also do an NFL draft show on Tuesdays, blogtalkradio.com, slash Draft Countdown. Follow me on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. But uh, I appreciate you guys letting me come on, break break down my team, and, and show you why I'm going to be victorious here. A lot of fun. Shane, Shane I, I can hear, the, yeah. I can hear right. the excitement in you, and uh, just uh, good luck, man. Keep it rolling. Thanks so much. Good squad, Shane. All right, we are. Uh, we we just had Shane break down his team. We're moving on to Team Four, right Sean Cruiser. That's what I'm and talking about. I wish I wish Cruiser would call us up and break down his team. That would be kind of fun. Uh, Sean yeah. Cruiser you know has. What, uh, huh? I think you know what. That's that's what it takes. That's the excitement of somebody that uh, feels good about their team. Uh, even though they may not or what have you, but, uh, I mean, he, Shane called in and he's like, look, this is what I got. This, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, I, and I wish him good luck, man. That's great stuff. Well, we've got six minutes left in the program. Let's knock out the rest of these teams here. Uh, again, uh, Team Cruiser goes the uh, Flacco. Wait a minute. Let me reload the browser here. There we go. That's fun though. I mean, it's just it's fun to hear everybody talk about their team because it's it's a new and reinvigorated uh, excitement about drafting. You know, everybody thinks that the season's done. Everybody thinks that the uh, playoffs are your drafting is over. No, there's there's new drafting going on, and uh, you guys are making that happen, Scott. And that's a, that's what makes everybody feel good about it. 
Well, the reason why this thing was successful were the players. They came, they showed up, they drafted, they're having fun. We're going to have drafts tomorrow. Again, if you want in with one of the 100% payback leagues that we're offering as a tribute to say thank you, uh, $200 entries, $1,000 for first, $200 in credit for second. We also have the $500 league tomorrow drafting, the big, the high roller league. It's your last chance to dance. $500 league, uh, it's a $2,000 for first, $1,000 for second. You have your options to, of, uh, of games to choose from. We'd be happy to uh, sign you up and let you play as your last chance to dance here. Team Cruiser goes Flacco, RG3, Dewan Harris, Ray Rice, Randall Cobb, T.Y. Hilton, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Vernon Davis, Dennis Pitta, Justin Tucker, and Baltimore Ravens. So here you go. He has all of the Packer receivers, basically, except he's got Cobb, Jennings, and Jordy. The only one he missed out on was James Jones, so he's rooting for the Packers. But then he comes back on the other side of the table with Baltimore, Flacco, Pitta, Tucker, Ravens, Ray Rice. This team right here is built for Baltimore Green Bay Showdown. And if it happens, Sean Cruz is going to take down the crown and $10,000 and the championship, which I know is important to these players here. That's a uh, very good effort. I bet you Sean is very happy about this team out of his uh, three drafts that he's in. I think he had three, maybe four drafts in this thing. I bet you he's pretty excited about that one. Glenn X, Glenn Lowy. Let's run it down. Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin. Uh, we see a trend here. Adrian Peterson, Danny oh, Woodhead, Dion Branch, Torrey Smith, Golden Tate, Gronkowski, Hernandez, Hoshka, and Seattle. Here you go. Glenn Lowy, he's got a ton of Seahawks. Wilson, Lynch, Baldwin, Tate, Hoshka, and Seattle. He also has Patriots, Woodhead, Branch, Gronkowski, Hernandez. He's looking for a Seattle New England showdown. Maybe the two best teams in the league. He also adds Corey Smith and Adrian Peterson. You can't fault those two picks for being huge, huge players in the first round. Get him another 50 points to add to this Seattle, uh, New England dominant uh, dominant road here. This is a two-team breakdown. He's got those two teams. If it's Seattle and New England, he's got a couple of really good high picks for that first round. It's a very nice effort for Glenn. And, again, we should expect nothing less from Glenn. Finally, Brian Harwood, Mike. You like that strategy, don't you? That was awesome. Yeah, I do. He nailed it. The last team in the league, uh, Brian Harwood, SBFFC.com, winner of our Mid-Stakes Championship, $10,000. Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Green Ellis, Moreno, Morris, Harry Douglas, James Jones, Demarius, Roddy, Kyle Rudolph, Prater, Falcons. What do you see there? I see a lot of Falcons. We see Matt Ryan. Throwing to Harry Douglas, Roddy White, and he's also got the Falcons D. He's got uh, Moreno and Demarius. He's got, a, he's got Moreno, Demarius, and Prater. So he's got three big Broncos and a lot of Falcons. Mike, if it's Atlanta, Denver, Brian Harwood's got a good shot. Yeah, he does. Uh, I see a weakness at uh, tight end, but you know, I he just you know. It just depends on what you got to go for there. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. A position is a position. You can even go without a tight end. If you've got a strength somewhere else, that's the neat thing about this contest. So, Mike, it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed your draft. We will I see did. You. We will see you next week, right? And, uh, hey, you got to love Colonel Gloves, too. They beat Kentucky, and then they followed up and beat Florida. Great week <laughs> for Louisville. And, uh, you know, good luck to your cats. I hope they can turn things around for you. Oh, they're go- they're going to be fine, Scott. And I want to appreciate you and uh, 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 Ian and and the entire crew. Uh, 
You guys do a great job. And uh, everybody in the high-stakes fantasy football world, uh, you know, join in. Join in no matter what league it is. Just join in and have fun with it, okay? Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Emil Cadlick, our commissioner, thank you, sir. Sydney Crane, always facilitating. Jeffrey Stein in the chat facilitating. Ian and all the gang at the FFWC, we thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for your support. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.